welcome to okay trying again i can hear my sister laughing from the other room this is why i should be in the back okay hey everybody thank you for joining us at afterbirth we are recording with the consent of everybody online this is a support group that we record and we share with the world under the Preggers Can Be Choosers Afterbirth podcast. You can find us at anywhere you enjoy your favorite podcasts on Apple, etc., Stitcher, that type of thing. And um, we're a group of people of birth workers and postpartum mamas in Houston, Texas and beyond. We get together every other Tuesday to talk about whatever's on our mind and we generally have a topic. We record it so that we can share it later. So if you're up in the middle of the night nursing or feeling lonely, you know you got your BZs right here. Here's our kind of uh, disclaimer and rules of engagement. We always wanna be kind to each other. We wanna offer support over solutions. So we're never gonna say to each other, you know what you should do. Instead, it's like, this is what I've done. This is what I tried. This worked, this didn't work. So we try and share, or if we have some great insight of like, oh, have you tried this, but never like, shamey or shoddy or any of that stuff um, and if it starts up i'm going to turn it off um, we're going to be succinct so try not to be long-winded um, if a moderator interrupts you don't take it personally one person that talks at a time um, that's pretty easy because zoom moderates that um, this is peer support not paid psychology paid psychotherapy one of us is a um, uh, medical professional a mental health professional but Dr. Blythe is here to help just facilitate not to offer psychology or direct care. Um, we're not prescribing or diagnosing. And because this is a public forum, if you're nursing or whatever, and you recognize everybody and that's fine as we see each other on Zoom, but that will only be recorded. It'll only be the audio for later. So, and if for some reason you don't feel safe or somebody shows up that doesn't work for you or you're feeling overexposed, just turn your phone down the, or, you know, turn the computer away, but still keep, you know, stay joined with us because we want that. And um, if you share something and then realize you want it edited out, um, make a big clap as you're sharing right now. And then that way I know I can look for the spikes in the um, audio when I go and edit the recording. And I think that's it. Let's go through and, oh, you know what? We have two sponsors. We have three. We have um, Dr. Blythe um, supports us over at Mama um, Psych Doc. I might have that wrong. So Dr. Blythe, feel free to um, say some more on that. And then Pat Greer's Kitchen, which is on 420 West Clay here in Houston, Texas. It's a stop-in kitchen. So from like 10 to 3, you can stop by and get plant-based meals. And then also Midwife in the Heights helped us make a bunch of postcards that we're getting out. And I'd like to start getting those in people's postpartum bags. After they have a baby at a birth center, they have our little postcard in there to know that they're invited to our group. So we'll go from there. We're going to introduce um, our topic today is what are you the most proud of? And also I'd like to visit moms. Today is my mother's birthday and uh, mom's been gone almost three years. So we want to... Um, we want to um, talk about a mom a little bit and also what you've been most proud of. The next thing is, um, my name is Rowan. Um, I'm a licensed midwife <laughs> as of uh, uh, last Tuesday. I'm a licensed midwife here in the state of Texas and I'm going to um, start working at a couple places around town, but I'm also opening up my own practice and um, Preggers Can Be Choosers is our brand name, my brand name, and um, we're doing, um, I'll start taking new clients that are ready for delivery. 
um, in October, September, October, December. There's another month in there, November. But I'm already starting um, doing prenatal care probably at the end of this month as I get everything lined up. I had to wait for that licensed midwife to come in. So I had a number so that I could start filing for lab um, access and that type of stuff. So that's pretty big for me. And um, I think that's it. So who would like to share next? Feel free to unmute yourself and go for it. Hello, I'm Adela, um, a mother of two, a soon-to-be four-year-old, a soon-to-be two-year-old, and a third one on the way. Um, I'm a birth doula here in Houston, and um, yeah, that's me. When, um, so are you off right now? Are you taking patients or what's your proposed? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I have clients. I have actually clients up until April and I'm due in like the end of May. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I've got like five clients and I'm actually on call for two of them right now. Um, but, uh, last time with my second baby, I like I pretty much stayed on until, or I was a doula until a month before I gave birth. And it's funny because this time around, my last client with, um, with Anaya, she's giving birth to her third and hired me as her doula. She'll also be my last client before I give birth to my third. So I'm kind of excited because I remember her birth was so powerful to me. She really like, she had a natural birth at a home birth uh, or a birthing center. And she really struggled with it, but she like was just like, it was like a different kind of struggle. It was, I don't know, it was just very like, you know, spiritual, very empowering. And I remember like writing in my notes about it because I was reading it the other day. I always write the birth stories of the moms after um, I attend them. And I was just so like um, inspired by her birth, I was like, oh, I really hope I'm like that. If I ever like, you know, hit a roadblock, I hope that I keep a positive attitude like she did. And so, um, not to say that this next verse is gonna be the same for her, but you know, you never know. <laughs> she's kind of like, oh, she's my spiritual guidance into my own birth. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. And, uh, and then after I gave birth, I got back into the doula, we were taking clients again, like three months postpartum. So we'll see this time. I'm not like going to like really push myself because I know having three is different than having two. Um, so I, I really want to take time to, to, uh, to heal because last time I really didn't do that. And I'm feeling the effects of this pregnancy on my body this time around. And, um, you know, I was even talking to my husband who was like, we really need to like figure out if we're going to do birth control or what we're going to do. If I'm going to like watch my ovulation, you know, schedule and he's going to do the pull out thing, which I just, I'm like, oh, that's so much energy. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do, but I definitely need to figure it out because I can't be getting pregnant every year and a half, two years. You know what they call people who use the pull out method? What? Parents. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not using a condom. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I haven't used a condom in like God knows how long and Mm -hmm. never in our marriage so just, he was like well we're gonna just use condoms and I was like hell no that's why I well, got married what are you talking about you know there's this cool app that somebody was talking about and I'll try and find it and post it in the chat 
but it helps you like um really and you put a bracelet on it's kind of like a Wii or not a Wii. what is it, a fitbit or an apple watch they need to make an app an apple watch but it helps you track your temperature and stuff like that so it does help you monitor your fertility a little bit better oh, see, um, that would be nice yeah i'll look that up and i'll um put it in the chat yeah, because if it does it for you, that's great. Because I know, like, normally if you if you track it yourself, you have to like wake up, you know, the same time every morning to take your temperature. So it's, I guess, consistent. Mm -hmm. And that's just that I know that's not me. Yeah. Okay, I'll look that up and I'll put it in the chat box. I just found out about it because I'm always trying to look at, you know, we're always trying to figure out birth control and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and if you um, are in labor while we're having group, are you going to live stream us like the birth tube um, Facebook group? Do you guys, you know, like where we could like. Like not when you're like pushing and stuff, but if you need like support from us, like you know, we just want to say your power. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm super nervous about this one uh, because I always hear like the third baby is like your mystery baby, like you know, yeah. you could have a really long labor or it could be short, or you know, because my last one was like four hours, mm -hmm. and uh, it kind of shocked me. I think the last birth I had was very like, oh my god, I got to catch my breath. Holy crap! I just burned the baby. Um, and this time around, I'm actually more scared of how it's going to hurt me because I have such, I have like really bad hip issues right now. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be in so much pain. <laughs> That's like, oh, I'm going to put Mary's um, um, details in the chat box too. So you can get a good prenatal massage. So mm -hmm. yeah, with Mary. And then also there's somebody close to you named Meredith who's in Katie. So I'll put oh, okay. both of them in the, um, the yeah I've been doing like physical therapy and I've been going to the chiropractor who's helped me like a lot she mm -hmm. has taken like the the pain off but she's actually telling she told me that she thinks that I have um scar tissue from my last birth that I didn't pay attention to and I didn't mm -hmm. I was dealing with it for like over a year and I just kind of ignored it um but she thinks I have scar tissue build up and I might have arthritis okay but, um, put in the chat box where you think the scar tissue is if you don't want to announce it. Um, no, I think it's in the joint, like in my hip, like okay. in my, my pubic or my pelvic. But she's always like, like popping in place my pubic bone. Like she's always telling me to, you know, I need to do this exercise and that exercise for my pubic bone. Are you doing those exercises? I am. Okay, cool. All yeah. right. Um, sorry to get on your dress so much. I'll um, put some okay. recommendations in the chat box for you. Thanks. Okay. Moving right along, Tiffany or uh, uh, Caitlin. Hi, I'm Tiffany, uh, mom of Willow, who will be three on Thursday, and Lily's four and a half. Um, Stay-at-home mom. We're in the midst of moving, so I've got friend Caitlin here to help pack um, and we'll be out of this house by the end of the month. So it's kind of a super stressful time for me because we've got Willow's birthday party and then my in-laws are coming for five days and then two weeks later we have to be completely moved out of this house. So it's like crunch time over here. But, yep, that's me. I'll pass it over to Caitlin. Well, wait, what did you guys decide to do about, um, what did you decide to do about the, um, the birthday party? Uh, we're just going to have something small here and, like y'all said, just do, like, pizza and bubbles and cupcakes. And Willow is super pumped. And we're going to make her, her real birthday on Thursday 
you know, just family and make that special for her too, just so that she feels loved and appreciated from all directions. Awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm Caitlin, I'm a stay-at-home mommy of two little boys, uh, four and 16 months. Um, and I don't know what else is going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really got much else going on now. Now that my sister's gone, there's just not tons of drama. Um, I guess the only thing we're struggling with is, or I'm struggling with personally, is feeling like we don't have enough things on the calendar to do. And that, like, I'm not doing enough with the kids outside of the house. Got it. It looks like you're doing something right now. So that's good. Yeah, one of the one of the things. All right, cool, cool. All right, Paige, it's up to you. Sorry, I don't have headphones. Uh, PJ, mom of three, soon to be four. Um, I do medical billing. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, I'm currently working on Medicare paperwork as we speak. <laughs> so PJ has an announcement. <laughs> oh yeah, surprise. I'm 18 and a half weeks pregnant with another girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we had um, a lot of Judgy McJudgertons so we decided not to announce anything on Facebook because I was just scared of the lecturing. Yeah, pretty much. So, but yeah, we're excited. Um, her name is going to be Stella Ripley after oh. Anthony Hopkins' wife, Stella, and um, Ellen Ripley from Alien. Because... Oh. Um, my friend wanted me to name her Sigourney, <laughs> which was a no. <laughs> wait, wait, like Sigourney Weaver from Dory, Finding Dory? Can yeah, Sigourney her? Weaver. She's like, hi, mm -hmm. I'm Sigourney so Weaver. So we, we instead, like, instead we gave a nod to Sigourney and are naming her Ripley after Sigourney's character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nerding there it out is hard. There aren't a lot of Sigourneys out there. Hey, do you know the um, name of the fertility tracker that Jolie uses? I don't. Um, I use Ovia, and it has that thing that you were talking about, like where you track like your temps and everything. Okay. Yeah. It failed me miserably this time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I also was not doing my tracking like I should have been. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's some good intel. All right. Anything else going on you want to tell us about Peach? No. I'm up to my ears and paperwork. Okay, okay. Yeah, like this is this is Medicare. <laughs> yeah. Medicare's yeah. A lot. But I love I love what I'm doing. I love where I'm at. No. All right, Dr. B, it's you. 
I was like, how do I unmute myself again? Um, that's super pumped uh, to hear about that, PJ. So um, on the side note, I'm Dr. Blythe, two sisters. I'm Rowan's sister. I am uh, one third of Progress Can Be Choosers, um, which is our business for supporting this podcast and our uh, birth center in our mind, um, which I guess is legit, Ro. I mean, we kind of hung a shingle out there last year and uh, Rowan already has her first patient. So uh, that kind of happened. <laughs> um, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around the fact that my sister is fully licensed and we did that. It's like, oh my God, oh my God. So well, that was a big project. I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, yeah, that was like our three-year project. Oh, it was the security guard actually at Discovery Green. And she goes, wasn't that like her life project? And I was like, well, in two sisters fashion, yes, you know, everything is a project. Um, and we just didn't know that we would end up here until about three years ago. And then Rowan was like, this is what we're doing. I was like, okay, you know what happens when your sister goes to midwifery school? We all go to midwifery school. Just like when I went to grad school, we all went to grad school. So we've got that, um, like just really, really pumped for Rowan. So, and us, I guess too. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely feeling really far away. Um, I had probably seven or eight patients scheduled today and I was like, woke up and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Um, today is my mom's birthday. And last year it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Um, it felt worse the day after, but I woke up this morning and I was like, uh, no. So I canceled everybody except for the two people that have their hair on fire. So I was like, you know, I'll see them and then I will cry and have my feelings. So that's what I got. All right. So let's talk about, cause I don't, I'm not crying, but I'm definitely a little bit bummed here about Susan. And you know, when it hits me the most is when like I catch somebody's baby, like I did two water births on Sunday and um, it was great. Um, cause I felt like, um, like I was really making an impact and um, it just was really cool. Is that a birth center here in Houston? And one woman was indigenous and the other was, um, they were black. And I just felt like this is what needs to be up that, um, providers getting in there and helping and listening and providing excellent care to people who are not white because that's a big problem in the u.s so i was very excited about that and i wanted to call my mom immediately because my mom thought that being a midwife was the most feminist thing i could ever do and my mom was a bra burning 70s um like all men were on notice type of midwife or um person like she told me that when my dad was in Korea when I was like four, so this has been like 75, she couldn't get a phone number in her own name. And she had to fight with the phone company to be Susan and Charles Anderson instead of, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Charles Anderson. And she's like, I have a name, I pay for the thing, why can't I do it, you know? So she wanted to be Susan Anderson, but they wouldn't let her do that. So then my dad had to call and then they got to be Susan and Charles or something. And she was like so cheesed. Why did she have to fight to have her name first, even if her husband was on it? It was just ridiculous. So, um, so, so I'm like, my mom, that's ridiculous. Um, and then funny story, um, where are we at, Dr. Blythe? We were someplace and, um, oh, I was singing that song about don't tell me what to say, don't tell me what to do. Wait, tell the story because you tell it better than I do. Which part, yesterday or the original? All okay. of it. Oh, all of it. Okay, so 
we didn't have a funeral for my mom. We had a like life celebration with her family in Michigan um, at Thanksgiving, which was a huge mistake by the way. Um, but we did it. We went, it was like, we survived it, but my mom had a boyfriend in Australia and like, we kind of knew about him, but kind of started putting stuff together as the more. Wait, you have to tell this part that they had dated when they were like, she was in high school or something. Right. She, they dated when she was younger and she chose my dad over this dude. Right. So that was kind of like, and then they broke off and then he became a helicopter pilot and did all sorts of stuff. And then they kind of fell back in love um, a couple years before she died. Um, and so they were dating and so we're reading all this stuff about it and I'm like oh I don't want to see this I don't want to see that I just was trying to pick up like how did she die when did she die stuff like that but I'm like stumbling into information I did not want to see um so anyway he invites himself to this celebration of life in Michigan but he kind of knows some of the people there because he was around before when they were younger and awkward exactly um and I don't know. It's just like a total shit show. But while we were there, he was talking about my mom's favorite song. And it was that song from the fifties, uh, I guess fifties, uh, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> don't tell me what to say that song or whatever. And it had just come out on the suicide squad, um, album. So like I had just been listening to that cause that was the, one of the three movies I was watching over and over again after she died. So, um, he's talking about how it was like so sweet that she loved this song. And I'm like, this song is a complete fuck you to all men all over the world. Don't tell me what to say. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to act. Don't tell me what to dress. Like go fuck yourself. Right. You don't own me. <laughs> right. And that is like my mom's mantra. Like if she had a theme song, that was it. And it, I never even knew that she loved that song. And he was like, Oh, she loved that song. It was so sweet. I'm like, dude, are you awake? Where's your brain? You know, and maybe it was sweet for them to sing together. I don't know. But I was like, that is so funny. That is my mom's theme song. Mm -mm. And so now we sing it all the time because uh, like mother, like daughter. So there you go. That was the abbreviated Reader's Digest version of my mom's uh, why we love that song. And that's like hilarious to us because my mom was so like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. you know like don't you tell me she told me that when she had a baby that they told her to get up and change her sheets and she goes which is it which is it i can't move and i can't do anything because i'm laying here having a baby and I have to be strapped down because that's what they did in the 70s or I have to get up and change my sheets once a day which is it you know like oh okay susan so anyway and so i'll just start with saying the thing i'm most proud of and i think my mom would be most proud of is that I am helping women have babies or people who have babies um, in the way that they want to. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to say. Don't tell me how I'm going to be. Don't tell me whatever. Um, I did do something on yesterday, Sunday, whatever day. Yeah, Sunday, where somebody had a, their, their water had ruptured and then they had the baby and the baby was near crowning, but there was a bulgy bag right in front of it. So it made another little, like little four bag of water. And so I got some hemostats and I ruptured it and I'm, you know, new and I was trying to figure out how to do it and parting her labia and, you know, rupturing the bag. And then later we were going through the birth together and I was like, you know what? I am so sorry. I didn't even ask. I just did it. You were pushing and it was in the way and I didn't ask and I apologize. And she was like, whatever. I needed to have that baby. I'm glad I would have told you. Yes. You know, I was like, okay, that's really good. 
Um, but that was, you know, me learning, right, as a new midwife that, like, I always have to ask and explain what I'm doing and stuff like that. So back to that, um, I made a mistake. I won't do that again. But um, I'm helping people have babies on their terms. You know, we were in the water. That's where she wanted to have her baby. Um, and it was good. So that's what I'm most proud of because this has been a long journey to get to. All right. So who else wants to talk about what they're most proud of? Just unmute yourself. Okay, so uh, uh, I want to talk something about what you're most proud of, right? So I was I was reading this. Um, gosh, I forget her name. Um, she's like this doula guru out in Australia, um, Angela something. Yeah. So anyway, she was talking about like what is um, self care and like self sabotage, like the difference. Yeah, but Angela Gallo. And like what she said, what she said, like really like, clicked in with me and I was like, holy crap, like I need to pay more attention to this in my life. But, you know, she was like kind of saying, you know, you need to do things in your life that are productive, that are for you in order to feel the reward that you give yourself in the self-love. Right. So going for girls night out or taking a bath may not feel so satisfactory if you really like didn't earn it, like you feel like you didn't earn it. It's just like kind of like the random thing of your day. And uh, and I don't know, maybe that like really clicked with me because I was like, dang, I feel like I haven't been doing anything really lately besides getting pregnant and, you know, growing a baby. But um, I haven't had, you know, I haven't been to a birth since like November. Um, and uh, uh, I just felt like, you know, yeah, there wasn't really anything I was proud of doing because I really hadn't been doing anything besides keeping my household clean, I suppose. I don't know. It was, and, and so I was thinking about that and I was like, man, I really need to find some sort of um, volunteer work or something that I can do where I feel like I'm like helping my community without I guess like taking so much time away from my family, you know, like something I can do at home, um, something that I can, you know, volunteer my time with, like helping other people set up things online that I can do from my house, um, or help organize things, calling people in, you know, micromanaging other people. <laughs> um, uh, so, and you know, one of those things that's actually coming up is my, you know, Ramadan's coming up for us. And so my mom was telling me, you know, she said, look, every year the Malay community from all over Houston gets together and they go do, um, they host, if they are, they host dinner at a masjid for everybody at a different masjid every weekend. And so my mom was like, you know, do you want to do something this year? You can give money if you want and it can like go towards the dinners or you can actually bring something. And I was like, no, I actually want to bring something because then I can, I feel like I've really contributed whether it's like, and my mom was like, you know, you can just bring like a bowl of fruit um, you know, it doesn't have to be like a lavish dish. Um, and so I really was like thinking, okay, this can be like my, I'm proud to contribute to my community somehow through this, you know? So anyways, I was just thinking about that though. That's real cool. I'm into it. I'm into it. And I put the, um, Angela Gallo link for, in her Instagram. She's super outspoken and she's got a lot yeah. of tattoos and went to Thailand, yeah. got a bunch of body stuff. Yeah, she's really like pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I feel like she'd like eat my husband alive, but 
Yeah, and she's unapologetically a doula. Like, she has no yeah. aspirations to be a provider. She's like a doula, and she's a great, like, kind of role model and stuff like that. Yeah. She's I got really wish I could take program. her class. She's got a class coming up, and you can do it, like, online, but it's, it's a little pricey. And she does, like, financing, like, you can, like, finance it out. Um, but we're just not right there in our life right now where I can have that extra spending. But I would like to eventually take her class because I'm really interested to see like how she teaches like her doula empowering kind of different, it's just a very different style, you know? And I think that's, I think it's great for all women to kind of learn if you're in the birthing world, whether you're a doula or not, you know? I want to say too that one thing that this group could use help for and this is like if nobody picks this up I'll get to it eventually but we could use some help um, making a new set of zoom or uh, not zoom a new set of Vistaprint postcards to put in people's um, goodie bags we've gone through the ones that we had and we also need to update it because we said it was on Wednesday and now we've moved to Tuesdays so if anybody um, has you know gets those Vistaprint emails all the time where um, we could make another postcard to put in the different, because my goal is to give just stacks of them to each birth center. Like hospitals are gonna pick us up on this, but birth centers would, and some midwives, you know, but they give you a bag when you leave. And so that we could do it, um, put it in there. And then also the birth center that I'm working at, they work with a Medicaid populace. So that, um, which doesn't mean that everybody who shows up in this group from there is on Medicaid, but it does mean that those are people who may, be, may not be as aware of some of the resources that people who are self-pay or have, you know, bougie insurance or even non-bougie insurance, you know, like, I just want to make sure that people have, know that we have this cool group going. So that's something that if somebody wants to help with that, and typically it's about a hundred bucks to get a thousand through Vistaprint and like even design it, I don't care. I just, we just need something that's low on the list and it's helpful. So just throwing that out there. And if so, nobody picks it up, then somebody else will pick it up, but it's okay. I'm just letting you know what some of the needs are. Okay, who wants to go next about talking about their greatest accomplishment or talking about their mother's Eduard? I'll go. Um, my mom's birthday was on the 25th and I went and got myself a Three Musketeers bar, which was her favorite uh, thing, instead of like buying cake or something. I did that and called my brother and uh, that's just what we, like I didn't really do anything special. It was a Monday night so I went out by myself and stuff and I don't know, this year it was very uh, unmonumental, even though it would have been her 60th birthday. So it both felt monumental and unmonumental all in the same moment. And all I can think about is I saw that thing come across Facebook called uh, Ball in a Box as far as like grief goes. I don't know if any of you saw that, um, but it's basically grief is the ball and it's in a box and there's a pain button and the ball changes sizes, right? So like when you're newest to an event, your ball is giant and you can't move the box at all without hitting the pain button. But over time, like the ball changes sizes um, based on the day, based on all of it. And I don't know, my, my ball wasn't that big on my mom's birthday this year. Um, but I guess I'm just most proud of the fact that I'm actually happy in most aspects of my life. Um, and that my husband and I keep working towards having like making the goals to be and setting our goals to try and reach them. Even though sometimes I feel stuck as a stay at home mom, I remember that that's really freaking hard work um, to make sure that, you know, like hopefully I, my, my boys <laughs> grow up to be good people. Um, and then 
you know, you see moments of it. And those are the, the moments that make me most proud and remember that I'm doing okay. It was like, I was sick last week and um, I went and laid on the couch and my son, Skylar, my four-year-old comes up and goes, mommy, do you want me to rub your back? Cause you don't feel good. And I was like, honey, that would be wonderful because it's what I do for him when he's sick. So he's like, mommy's sick. So I'll do the things mommy does for me, you know? And it's um, made that impact like, Okay, so what I'm doing, like he's paying attention to and then is finding ways to turn it around. Um, and I guess that's the best thing that I can, I'm most proud of is seeing him mirror the good aspects of what I'm hoping to show my kids. Yeah. Um, and my mom would be really proud of that too. For sure. Yeah, way. sure. <laughs> um, when we decided upon this topic, I guess, last week, I was kind of dreading it about, like, sharing what we're proud of, because for a long time, I felt like I didn't have anything to be proud of. And, you know, just thinking about it more, and, um, you know, paying attention to my life, I do have a lot of things to be proud of. And even just having kids is a big deal because I had fears just, I had fears that I couldn't have kids because my period was irregular and I hadn't been to a doctor in a long time. And the fact that I even got pregnant, I was so happy about. And raising two girls out here in Texas pretty much by myself because all of our family is in Pennsylvania is like a really big deal and Lily has shown you know those behaviors that Kaylin was talking about with like when I've gotten sick before she's come up and covered me with a blanket and you know bringing me things to make me feel good so I know that I'm moving in the right direction and I actually was talking to a friend a couple weeks ago and she didn't know that I have my bachelor's degree. And that's actually like another huge thing that I'm proud of because I was the first in my family to go to college. And I went to Drexel University for one year and I decided it wasn't for me. It was too much money. I didn't like it. And I took a year off. And during that year, friends, family, people I knew told me, are you sure that's a good idea? Like, what if you don't go back? Maybe you should go back to school right now. And in my mind, I knew that I would go back. And I was determined to finish my degree because that was something that I wanted to do. And I knew that I would do it no matter what, how much it cost or where I would have to move or what school it came from. So when I finally graduated, that was a huge accomplishment for me. Even though technically right now I'm not using my degree, I still value it. So in the long run, What's your I, degree? I, have to, I know that I have to pay attention to myself and be proud of myself for what I am doing with my life, even though it might not be the standard of success that most people strive for. What's your degree in? Oh, my degree is in um, human services from the University of Delaware. 
So it's a precursor to social work. And that is something that I thought I wanted to do, but I really don't want to focus on the negative aspects of what's wrong with people. Like I am a much more like happy, go with the flow type of person that um, the time that I spent in my intro job at a group home was so stressful and so disheartening. And I felt like I wasn't doing any help because I was at an entry level position where I was basically forced to do things that I didn't agree with because they were part of the company policy. So that was really hard and frustrating. And I, when I left that job, I knew that that's not something that I wanted to do again. Sorry, what I was getting at is you probably do use parts of your degree, even if you are, um, even if you aren't using them professionally, you're still using parts of those degrees. So, I would agree with that. Thanks, Steph. I'm gonna mute you guys. There we go. Tiffany and I are playing the muting, unmuting game. All right, um, and I want to give, we'll go to Dr. Bean in a minute here, but I want to give snaps to um, PJ because she had to go because she, um, like I said, patients or whatever, she's working from um, the doctor's office that she bills at. But PJ's really special. PJ became a funeral director, and I'm reading from the chat box. It was something I wanted to do, be, do since childhood, and I did it. So PJ comes from a circus family, so her dad was a lion tamer and they always had circuses and she's one of the only people I know who you know knows elephants on the regular that still remember her when she sees them and so PJ was like fast-tracked into being circus family and she went to be a funeral director instead she always like thought it was cool or whatever and it's only been two years that you can get your placenta out of hospitals so you you know you just have to fight and kidnap them out of the hospital and then they made a deal that only funeral directors could pick them up. And so I don't know if they thought moms weren't funeral directors or what, but PJ and a friend of her, Sarah, came up with a brand called the Placenta Picker Upper. And um, Mama D, do you remember when you had to like, yeah, okay. Um, and you too, Caitlin. So you also don't, you know, like shove it in your bag or whatever. So then only, you know, funeral directors could pick it up. And then a hospital completely manufactured a complaint against her and she lost her job and um, has a hard time like finding a new gig as a funeral director because of the maliciousness of this hospital. So PJ put herself in the line of fire to help women and people who have babies getting their placentas out of the hospital and you know, helped people jump through all these hoops and, and ultimately took the backlash on herself. So um, big snaps to PJ and um, I really appreciate her and that's something that she did in service to everybody who wanted to encapsulate or take their placenta home for any reason. So um, I just want to give PJ, maybe she'll listen to this later and just know that big props for that. All right, Dr. Blythe, what's your biggest achievement or what are you the most proud of? Uh, um, I definitely am proud of my doctorate. Uh, I want to answer that question differently someday, but today it's definitely my doctorate. Like that was hell. Um, I probably nearly died twice 
during it and it felt very much like a hazing experience. So I was not in the military, although my father was. And then I've seen, you know, plenty of kind of documentaries or movies, you know, mockumentary, fakeumentaries, whatever about people and the hazing that they go through in um, the army and military and stuff like that. It, it often felt like that. I was told on the regular by my instructors, like, you guys aren't getting this or you're stupid or you're going to be terrible. Um, you know, or it'll be fine. <laughs> it was either you suck or it'll be fine. And here I'm like, I'm helping people in theory with their mental health or mental illness. Like, how can I be both at the same time, right? Cognitive dissonance. So, um, it just was very confusing and hard. And then I did it. And then afterwards it wasn't like, ta-da, everything's great. It was it actually got a lot worse, but, um, so I'm definitely grateful that I got that. And I think one of the other things I'm the proudest is that I did make it back to Houston. Um, you know, not everybody knows this, but I moved back to Houston to move my mom into our house and to help take care of her. And cause Rowan had kind of done a lot of that burden while I was gone for grad school. Um, and so I moved back so I could like, okay, I'll do it. Let's get together. Let's all move together. Um, and uh, she died like, you know, months before I could actually do that. So I have a lot of guilt and um, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. I am proud that I made it back even though she died. So ugh, I don't want to talk anymore. I got it. So um, Blythe moved back, Dr. Blythe moved back in March, late February, early March, somewhere in there. And Susan died the last day of June, and we were already looking for a house. So um, we are looking for a house to put me in the Airstream that we had gotten, and then um, also to get Susan moved in, and she died. And she was um, not, like, it wasn't surprising, but it was still unexpected. So she had some health issues, and that's why we were all working together. So, yeah. But, you know, one thing that we think about what are, what are things that Susan really was um, into? That's my mom's name. And she was into being really educated. And so Blythe being a doctor was one of her biggest things. She was so pumped about that. So my mom was super proud of Dr. Blythe. And, um, and I know that she's proud of me being a midwife. And I think that she, and she was always real proud of us being sisters. Here's one thing that um, I'll just share in the spirit of moms and being pregnant is that um, she, we talked about, she picked my dad and then quickly realized it wasn't going to work. Right. And so she knew that she would, they weren't, they weren't going to work out. So she got pregnant with my sister because I'm the oldest one. This is the only time you hear me say that. I normally lie and say she's older. So she got pregnant with my sister because she didn't want me to be an only child like she was. Because Rowan was conceived with an IUD. Oh yeah. Yeah. She had an IUD in. It actually came out when I was born. <laughs> it's like up in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had an, I was an IUD baby, 1971 IUD baby. And, um, so she deliberately skipped a bunch of birth control, got pregnant with Dr. Blythe and then, um, and had like a really hard pregnancy. And this is in El Paso. She was driving a Volkswagen van that was air cooled, which means, you know, just wind blowing on you when it's like 9 million degrees. And, um, she was actually in labor and wanted her first paycheck when she had my sister. So it was, early, um, mid September, late September. And she wanted that first paycheck that she, and she just started working at a school as a speech pathologist and drove out there like 30 minutes in a van, you know, <laughs> to get this paycheck and then came back. And then she only took two weeks off and 
breastfed for two weeks and then went back to work. Which I thought, I just learned that part about the nursing for two weeks. And, you know, everybody knows what a drag it is to establish nursing. Like, you know, that's, that's some hard work. So, so to do it for two weeks, that's how committed she was. So she deliberately got pregnant with my sister so that I wouldn't be alone. So there you go. And here we still are. So, yeah, mom would be really proud. Well, I think this is kind of exciting. Mama D and then PJ was here. We had two people who were pregnant. Woohoo! All right, all right. Uh, Tiff and... People that we love. Yeah, yeah. And we know that Caitlin's on the no trade and then um, Tiffany's on the, we're just going to wait and see, but maybe, maybe not. Okay, looking more like not most days. Okay, and that's okay. And I'm not ever going to have kids because I'm menopausal. Okay, and uh, never accidentally got pregnant. Oh, what did you want to say, Mama D? Oh, I actually wanted to ask you guys about some names. And I wanted to hear how everyone says them because it's their Arabic names. All right. And they always sound different when, you know, a non-Arab speaking person. Yeah, thanks, white people. (laughs) Anybody really who doesn't speak Arabic uh, says it. Um, It's okay, that's what happens. Okay. So we have four names. And they're all profit names. Are you going to write them down and then we can like guess how to say them? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> let me do that. Actually, let me do that in the chat. Yeah. Yes. Let, write it down in the chat okay. box. Yeah. Let me do that. Okay. So let's see. First one. Look at everybody like, ooh. Well, <laughs> Pumped. All right. Idris? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or Idris. 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 Yeah. Idris. Like iPhone. Idris. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I watch. Mm-hmm. No, I think Idris, I would say, like, because there's, like, Indina, and um, there's some, like, some other kind of names that start with the, so if it was Idris. Like Id and the ego, like Id. <clears throat> yeah. ID Idris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pronounced Idris. Idris, and- okay. Um, like, but the, like, so most people though think of like Idris Alba. Yeah, his name is is Idris too, but he spells it with an I, which makes it Idris. Mm. Like, well, I should put like, two E's in there to make it Idris. Yeah, because like trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. To prove it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so okay. that's that's one. Okay, Caitlin and Tiffany, you guys guess at the next one. Okay, I love this game my favorite so far. Musa? Musa? Yeah, okay. So it's Musa. Yeah, Musa. Oh, Musa, okay. But it's like, is it Mosa or... It's Moses, so it's the Arab one for Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, no, don't break those. Okay. But I'm not, that's like not my favorite. Uh-huh. So it's like more of my husband's favorite, but we'll see. So, and I think if you were teaching people how to say that, you would say... Musa like a cow, like Musa. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, I'm trying to also think of names that won't make it hard for him in school. I mean, already, like, I remember my name at school, and I know our second daughter is going to have a hard time because her name's Anaya. Mm-hmm. And I, so, anyways, okay. So the next one, which is, I'll be interested to hear what you guys say about this. One. My cousin said something about it, and I was like, what? I'm with the by the way i think it's really interesting that you want like an opinion on how things are pronounced like coming across without the 
with like without us knowing the culture and how things are pronounced I think that's really interesting perspective on how to choose a name <laughs> and, I never would have my, my parents don't even pronounce my name like the Arab way and I have an Arabic name <laughs> it's a very like it's it's supposed to be Adila so it's a really strong I in the back of the throat but my parents say Adila my dad's white so <laughs> can't really count on him but and my mom's malay so it's so so different she doesn't really speak arabic but uh but yeah so they don't even pronounce my name arabically okay so what do you guys think of the next one is this yunus yeah it's yunus yunus um but then my cousin was like telling me she was like no don't name him yunus because yunus sounds like eunice like an old grandma lady I was like, what? I didn't even think of that. Enus <laughs> or Enus? And I guess it's both with an E? Yeah, or eunuch. Eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, That's got to be down at the table, Lily, not on the floor. The last one. Or in the playroom. I just don't want like any Legos ever. Huh? Oh, wait, baby. Isa? Yeah, Isa. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's actually like Isa, which is Jesus' name. Cool. So, anyways, yeah. Okay, thanks, everyone. You guys did pretty good, actually. <laughs> Look at us, even in our whiteness. We try. So, anyways, we'll see. I'm kind of leaning towards towards Idris, and, but we've gotten, like, a lot of, it's, you know, it's one of those things, like, when you start asking people what they think of this name or that name, especially family members, everyone's giving their opinion. And like my mother-in-law thinks that Enos or uh, Idris is such an old name, and it is an old name. I mean, he's he's like the second prophet in our religion. So he's like after Adam. He's like from Adam's family, uh, or I guess we all are. But he's like the second Watch out for the milk. From okay. Don't spill the milk. So, but yeah. And then my mother said that someone told her that Idris is like a slave name in Egypt. I was like, what? I was like, okay, there are no slaves anymore, but in Egypt at least um she's like it's it's like a it's like a, a workman's name I was like we don't live in Egypt like what are you talking about is that like the equivalent to having a blue collar name like Joe in the states <laughs> yeah I guess so I'm or just Max. like I don't know I don't know uh yeah it's very strange so anyways it is what it is All right. Can I ask a quick question? I have a patient that's struggling with um, like food aversions and feeling sick all the time, like first trimester sickness. You guys got any hot tips? When I was doing that, my husband took me to the grocery store and uh, said, buy anything that you think good. I don't care if it's a candy bar, like you need to eat something. And so that's how I started, like, having to just retry a few things and getting, like, a sampler of everything to figure out what I liked, what I didn't, trying to figure out mm -hmm. even what the baby would allow me to keep down, and that was with Skylar. And then it, it happened again with Atlas. 
that's what that's what I had to do was find okay. some way to just try things and if it didn't stay down it didn't stay down. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't really um we went out a lot to eat because uh, actually, like, just cooking itself made me sick. I don't know if it was, like, seeing the rawness of food, like, especially, like, a cooked chicken and fish, mm-hmm. and smelling it before it was cooked made me want to, like, walk. Mm-hmm. So we would go out to eat, and then I would literally just pick off everybody else. Um, and uh, smoothies made a difference, too, for me. Mm-hmm. Like, if okay. I couldn't, like, get down, like, good, healthy stuff, I would make smoothies, and I could get those down pretty easily. Okay. All right. Thanks for the hot tips. You know, like since this is one of my first patients, I'm still kind of like navigating how to like coach or say or, um, you know, just kind of. On a completely, on a completely other note, has anyone watched the show Working Moms on Netflix yet? No. Watch. No, but I went to. Watch it. And oh my gosh, it is the, one of the most progressive mom shows I've ever seen because they actually deal with real issues that moms and families deal with, including like abortion within a married family. And I think it's one of the most progressive, awesome shows that actually depicts, you know, what real families are going through um, every day. Anyway. I did start watching a show last night and I binged, like I watched three episodes in a row uh, called A Discovery of Witches. I don't know if you guys read the books, the trilogy, but I've read the books and they're, they're pretty good. I thought of you, Rowan, and I'm, I'm definitely more of like a Harry Potter witch person, but it, it's, it's, it's okay. There's some corny parts because it's like vampire witches and demons and some of the vampire parts are a little like, oh my God. <laughs> it's not, it's not like twilight oh my god but it's still kind of corny <laughs> but it's still pretty good it's on sundance if you guys uh, uh want to watch it i really want to get the sundance channel but then i'm afraid i would never leave like the house i would just watch all these like cools because like the sundance channels what's up they were one of the first places that ever did like Cirque du soleil and stuff like that so. yeah i love the sundance channel they're awesome I think I pay like $4 through Amazon Prime for their subscription. Okay. Noted. Noted. All right. All righty, my peeps. What's well, 1156? So we've all weighed in on how to say a name. We've talked about what's proud, what we're proud of. And Adila's mom thinks that um, Idris? Idris? Idris. Mm-hmm. Idris. 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 Okay. Idris is um, a slave's name, even though. Yeah. <laughs> even like though it's it. also a prophet's name, so I was kind of like, okay, he's also like a man of God. I don't know. There's a lot of lessons there. Okay. <laughs> um, today's Susan's birthday, and Kenyon's mom's birthday was a couple of weeks ago. All right. All right. Tiffany Joy is proud of her awesome bachelor's degree and the fact that she's raising some awesome kids. Okay. Yeah. Down with that. We're down with that. And everybody's making changes, going in the right direction for you. Good job. All right. And Dr. Bly's going to cancel some clients today, and we're going to go screw off a little bit. Okay, that's good. That's good. I need some nachos. I need some nachos. That's what's up. And All tacos. Right, and ta- oh, always tacos. All right. So we'll meet in two weeks, and what do we want our topic to be? Mm.
What? Scrambled eggs. That's our topic for next week. <laughs> Caitlin said I should I should pick a topic for next next uh, next time, and I said in two weeks my brain's going to be scrambled eggs. I can't even like comprehend that far in advance right now. All right. What's from our list of topics? Anybody else have one? Um, the list we have uh, food behavior on different foods. I'm guessing that's behavior of the kids. Um, Let's just do that one. Okay. Food and behaviors. Because I'm working on modifying food and what I feed my body. So I can weigh in as a non-pregnant person, but a birth provider or birth care provider. And we, kids, and we can talk about bodies and we can just like that pregnant client too to see if she wants to come. Cool. Okay. All right, my peeps. Then I'll see you in two weeks. Let's all say that we love each other because we do, and then we'll go from there. So bye, everybody. Bye. Have a good day. Love y'all. Bye. See you in the Facebook group. Ciao for now. All righty, my loves. That's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to Pregger's dot rocks www.preggers.rocks or preggerscanbechoosers.com and there's a text reminder that you can sign up for we're also on facebook at preggers can be choosers there's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there and we also have a group dedicated on facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners that's the podcast afterbirth group so we'll hope to connect with you soon and don't forget we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks.